For the past year, I've been working on a novel set in Rwanda in 2004. It's a collaboration with a young Rwandan screenwriter called Juvens Nisibimana, who I met in Kigali in 2017. Over the past few years, I've been visiting Rwanda as part of the steering group with a vision for a new reconciliation centre, the Abwongo Peace and Reconciliation Centre, which will share remarkable stories of forgiveness and reconciliation from post-genocide Rwanda with the rest of the world. When I met Juvens, we discussed ideas for collaboration. We agreed to co-create a story on the theme of reconciliation. Juvens would write the screenplay and I would write the novel. It's been a remarkable experience to try to co-write a book via email and WhatsApp. And it became more challenging when Juvens was subjected to serious homophobic threats in his country and had to flee to Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya, where he is now seeking resettlement as an LGBT refugee. I sometimes think the story of how we are writing this book is just as interesting as the story in the novel. I had been very slow in writing this book because I'd been travelling so much. I was barely writing one chapter per month. However, lockdown meant no travel and therefore more time to work on the book. It's been an unexpected writing retreat at home and I'm enjoying it. In the past two weeks alone I've written about five chapters and now hope to have the first draft completed by the end of July. I'm quite an introverted person, so staying at home with just one daily walk on the beach has been good for me. For years I've dreamt about my ideal life of spending more time at home writing. Isn't it interesting that it took a global pandemic to get me off the hamster wheel of busyness to spend most of my time doing what makes my heart sing? I believe that a crisis is a time when people show us who they really are. For the past few years, I've been coaching a brilliant young social entrepreneur in Uganda called Trinity Heavens. When lockdown was enforced in the slums of Uganda, people began to run out of food very quickly. So he organised his team to serve the urgent needs of the community. And so far, they have provided over 150,000 meals. As part of my partnership with him, uh, his company, era92.com, produced and recorded the audiobook of my memoir, Little House on the Peace Line. When I saw what they were doing, I was inspired to release the audiobook free on my YouTube channel and asked people to donate to that work in the slums of Kampala if they enjoyed the audiobook. At the beginning of lockdown, when all the public book readings I normally do were cancelled, I decided to do book readings on Facebook Live every weekday evening. Twelve weeks later, I had read 58 chapters, starting with Paperboy, then Breadboy, and finally All Growed Up. I was surprised and delighted at the number of people from different parts of the world who watched, and it became a little community that I was always remember as part of my experience of lockdown. So there are two main lessons that I've learned in my creative life in lockdown. In a time of crisis, people show us who they really are. And don't be too busy to get round to doing what makes your heart sing.